Welcome to the Influential Nonprofit, the show for nonprofit leaders to grow their influence so they can grow their income and impact. Now, here's your host, Marianne Dersh. Hey, it's Marianne another, with another episode of the Influential Nonprofit. If you don't know me yet, I am so glad you're here. I work with nonprofit leaders to master the art of influence so they can raise more money without feeling rejected or pushy. And really raising money is just the beginning of it, raising your standards, raising your ability to communicate, raising your value so that you can ask for not just money, but anything that you want. And today we're going to talk about something I feel like is a huge issue in the nonprofit space, which is the how we feel about time. I feel like in general, we kind of, our culture has a kind of a skewed view of time and it shows up like most things. It really shows up in the nonprofit space. Nonprofit culture, in my opinion, in my experience, is embedded in scarcity. Scarcity of time and scarcity of money. It's a fear-based thing. We're never going to have enough time. We're never going to have enough money. And this really permeates our spaces and causes us to stress, I feel like, unnecessarily because we're telling ourselves a story that there's not enough time and there's not enough money, even when it is demonstrated over and over that there is enough time and there is enough money we still hold that story. I talk a lot about this in my book, Courageous Communication, how codependence is making your nonprofit brand boring and what to do about it. And I talk about how nonprofits tend to value money and not time. And what I mean by that is they'll say, you know, you you might say, well, we don't have the money for that. We'll, We'll do it ourselves, thereby costing you a lot of time. Like, oh, we'll just build that website ourselves. Like, okay, it's gonna take you way more time and stress and take you, probably out of your comfort zone, out of your you know zone of genius to do something like this that you could have paid somebody to do. But if you believe that there's not enough time, there's not enough, you know, there's or there's not enough money, then we'll just use the time. And what happens is it causes a lot of burnout. One of the things, you know, when I talk about content development and before now, like YouTube transcribes stuff before you, but sometimes like you would need a transcription service. And I would say, you know, you upload this to a strand transcription service and you pay to have it done. And I would say, how many people in your head just right now said, I don't have to pay that. I can do that myself, right? Because is really transcribing the best use of your time. It's the best value of your time. No, it's not. And so we tend to like, because we're afraid to hire out or job out for things because of the money, we tend to then say, well, you know, time has no value. I can just take all the time I want and do these mundane tasks. And then you wonder why you're working so many hours, why you're burned out and why your job is not very desirable to you anymore because you're stuck doing the stuff you never really wanted to do in the first place because you don't want to have somebody else do it. And I'm not saying this for me because listen, I don't do stuff for people like that. I'm a coach. I'm a coach and a trainer. And also I see, and I really help people. How can you maximize your time and keep yourself in flow? Because hustle is not sustainable. Hustle and effort is not sustainable. Grace, ease, and flow is sustainable. And so much of our culture is based on hustle. Go, 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 work, 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 raise, raise, raise. You know, like, hey, you're coming into like, we're coming into fall, like annual giving, United Way, all this stuff. Like, and hey, maybe I could take a breath and, you know, power down. No, because you can't, because what if we miss a donation? You're not going to miss a donation. Like, I promise you, Everything, you know, you can power down and you're going to be okay. But we don't believe that because we believe something's going to pass us by. 
and this causes burnout and this causes turnover and it causes stress. Whatever you put out is exactly what you're going to get back. So if you're putting out grace and ease, you're going to get back grace and ease. If you're putting out stress and tension, you're going to get back stress and tension. If you're like, we don't have enough time, this is so stressful, that's what you're going to get back. So really being conscious of how you see how, what you're putting out there. Because here's the thing, it's all a story that we tell ourselves. And the biggest thing about time is it's kind of an illusion. And I'm going to get more into that in just a minute. It's really however we perceive it is what will be true, right? Because right where our attention goes, our energy follows, our brain is hardwired. So if we think there's not enough time, then there's not enough time. If we tell ourselves there, there's plenty of time, we have plenty of time to do this, that's fine. Then there's plenty of time because it's all in the positioning. It's all in the story that we tell ourselves. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about time. There's a law, and I've talked about it before, so if you're a fan of this podcast, you may have heard this before. It's called Parkinson's Law. Parkinson's Law was developed by researchers when they saw how, why bureaucracy, some things took so long that really didn't need that much time. What they realized is because people gave themselves a lot of time, you get mostly to justify their, their position. So that report would take a, a month because that's what they decided it would take. So work expands and contracts to fit the time allotted. That's Parkinson's law. So if you have an hour to do that report, it'll take an hour. If you have a month, it'll take a month. Work will expand and contract to fit the time allotted. So that is, and if you look, if you look into Parkinson's law and you think about it, like sometimes you may think that this, this project or this report or whatever I'm doing is going to take two hours and it takes an hour. And you're like, oh, wait, I thought it would take this long. Maybe I should go back in there and look at it again or do more. So you'll expand and like create more detail, which may be unnecessary to justify the time. Instead of saying, hey, I had an hour, it takes an hour. That's just what it took. So work will expand and contract. And sometimes when I'm feeling the stress of time, like how am I going to get this all in? I like Parkinson's law. Like last Wednesday, I was, I was traveling to a retreat on Thursday and I had a lot going on. I had to pack. I was meeting a friend and I was uh, meeting a friend that evening. I had, I had all of these things, some, you know, some errands to run before I left town. I'm like, Parkinson's law, it will get done. The other mantra I use a lot is whatever's important will rise to the top and everything else will fade away. And I made some choices about how I was going to spend my time. Like maybe I don't need to run that specific errand. It was just making me feel better about when I went out of town, but I could certainly do that when I got back. So sometimes it's just that Parkinson's law just helps you like whatever, whatever's important will rise to the top and everything else will find its time. I feel like in our culture, we have a, an addiction to productivity. We want to be productive all the time. We want our time to be spent and incredibly productive. And in fact, we have a lot of beliefs around time, right? That 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 stir into this and you maybe can think of some beliefs about that you were raised with around time you know like my grandma would say like idle hands are the devil's workshop which meant you didn't that downtime meant trouble right you had to be productive at all times lest the devil you know would come my mom was a, a child of the depression in world war ii and we didn't have the tv on during the day like my mom if my mom was home the tv was not on because that was not being productive she could have the radio on but not the tv because the tv was for relaxing and you didn't relax until the work was done. I grew up in a really strong delayed gratification household where the fun did not happen until the work was done. 
So you couldn't just like stop the work and have fun and pick up the work again. No, no. So these are just the beliefs that we have around time and just in our families and growing up and in our culture. And I'm sure you can inventory what you believe around time. And really, these are just stories because time for me, and this is just how I see it, and it's really helpful. And I invite you to consider this. Time is really an illusion because all we have is this moment. Like I'm looking at you right now. I'm talking to you right now. Anything that happened before is the past and that's in my head. Anything that's going to happen is the future and that only lives in my head. The past and the future, I'll just live in my head. All we really have is this moment. And when I'm feeling a little overwhelmed, I I take myself back to present because typically I'm feeling overwhelmed because my brain is either past regrets or future worries. And oh my gosh, you know, I have to do this and do this and this. And I'm I am creating a future in my head and that is tension filled. And like, okay, wait, hold on, bring it back to the present because really all we have is here and now. And in fact, sometimes scientists believe that time is really an illusion and it's not linear. We don't believe in that we're, we're all living. There's no such thing as like linear time. Like all experiences are all happening at the same time. We just perceive it to be linear, which is kind of crazy if you think about it and also kind of cool. And you can just say, hey, this is just an illusion. It's just a story. So what kind of better story can you tell yourself about time? And that's what I want to focus on on the last part of this episode is what better story can you tell yourself about time? Time is abundant, just like money. And so if you're coming from grace and ease and imagine for yourself, like living in a world, like doing your job where there's enough money, there's enough time, there's enough everything. And what would that feel like to have that grace and ease and flow to your life? Just feeling into that for just a couple of seconds, like, oh, that feels so good. I have all the money I need. I have all the time I need, all the support I need. And it's all right here. And like, I'm safe and I'm protected and I'm trusting in the divine wisdom of the world to guide me and that feeling really good. And when I put that grace and ease out there, that's what I'm going to get back and not faking it right? Because we don't like like really tapping into that part of you that, because if you probably look back in your career, there's always been enough time. There just has been, there's always been enough time. And, but our, but then the story that we're telling doesn't change, even though you could probably list all the things that, wow, I felt really rushed. And guess what? I got it done. That event was coming up. Guess what? It went off without a hitch. So, and yet we still tell ourselves, oh, we have to rush, rush, rush. There's not enough time. So what better story can you tell? So that one is like coming back to the present, right? This is all, there's plenty of time. Nothing that was meant for me will pass me by if I take a vacation or if I power down my fundraising. One of the things I see is like, there's not a lot of trust that, you know, that in the universe or in the abundance of the universe that would allow, especially a fundraiser to just power down for a month that, oh my God, but what if we miss something? And, you know, that drive, 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 drive. And there's no flow. There's no up and down. There's no cycle. And that's why people burn out from fundraising because they're never allowed to inhale. They're never allowed to power down and then power back up where you can go through seasons and cycles. Okay, here's a high solicitation time. Now we go into low solicitation, high solicitation where people can inhale and exhale and flow through it. We feel like we need to fill up the space all the time. There's a really good book for, it's called Do Less. It's for women and it's around how to maximize the value of your time. 
It was written by this woman who she and her husband ran a business and then she went on maternity leave for a year. And the she worked half where she worked like half time for a year and the business was fine. <laughs> it didn't grow very much, but it didn't shrink. It was fine. She's like, wait, what in the world was I doing working all those hours? Right now I have a baby and, and everything's fine. And so she wrote this book and it is really about the cycles and the flow and using our bodies to help us guide us of how we should spend our time. It's super fascinating and I totally recommend it. Anyway, all right. Now, one of the other things is that we feel stressed about time because we tend to focus on what we haven't done instead of what we have done. I had a call with this woman a couple of months ago and I'll never forget this call. She was amazing. The first thing she told me about herself is like, Marianne, I'm a rock star. I'm like, love it. Love that for you. And, and then we started talking and she said, it's just like, I can never catch up. I can never catch up. So that's a story she's telling herself that she can't catch up as if catching up were a thing, right? Like, because the work doesn't stop. That's not what work does. Like the money like comes and goes with work comes and goes. That's what it does. Okay. So we, there's never a point where you catch up. That's a story we're telling ourselves that keeps us in scarcity. And she said, see this behind me. And she was showing me this whiteboard. She's like, those are all the things I have to do. And I go home at night and I think about all the things that I haven't done. And I said, well, where do you put the things that you have done? And she's like, oh, I have a, a, a notebook here. Like I write the stuff I get done. I said, let's switch this. What if on that whiteboard, the big whiteboard in her office that she stares at all day long, you put everything you accomplished for the day. And then on that notebook, you put the stuff that you have to do for tomorrow because she was overemphasizing what there was to do, thereby creating more tension, going home with all that tension instead of going home and being like, look what I did today. I'm amazing. And I get this because I did it myself. Like I, I would undervalue what I accomplished in a day because it was never enough. So celebrating what you accomplish every single day, it is so powerful. Put it on a board in your office. Look what I did. Because she told me she was a rock star. I knew she was. I said, let's switch it. And when you go home at night, think about, oh my God, look at all I got done. What a rock star I am. And see how that feels. And so are you emphasizing what you have to do or what you accomplished? For a while, I had a, a colleague and we would call each other and leave voice messages or just voice notes on our phone of everything we did that day. And we did this for like two or three months. At the end of the day, I, I, I would call Cheryl or just or do a voice memo on my phone. And I was shocked, shocked. I mean, honestly, I was shocked to know how much I accomplished in a day. When I think I didn't really get that much done. Oh my gosh, I got so much done. And then I just really wasn't celebrating that or giving myself credit. Therefore, I was continuing the story that there wasn't enough time and that time and that I wasn't um, productive when actually the opposite was true. And I got to celebrate the wins, you know, instead of what there was to do, because that to-do list is always going to be there. It's fine. There's never a catching up. There's never a breath. When I coach and train people, they say, well, this isn't a very good time. <laughs> it's never a good time. And it's always the perfect time, right? If you want to work with me, their time will appear. I promise you, right? Because we make time for what's important. And that's the last thing I want to say is like, we make time for what's important. If your board members aren't showing up, if you know, or things like that, like they're not, they say, we, I don't have the time. That's not, that's not really what they're saying. Or they're, what they're really saying is this isn't valuable enough to me to spend my time on. 
So when people say that's not enough time, that's not really what they're saying. They're saying, I don't value this enough to spend time on it. I don't feel valued enough to give my time. Instead of shortening the time, or maybe we'll make our board meeting shorter, or we'll only do it a quarter. How can I make them feel more valuable? Because people make time for what's important. You do and I do. We all do. If it's important, all of a sudden we find the time. Why is that? Because time is actually abundant. And there's time enough for everything that we want to do. And so what can we and how can we structure our life that we are spending time with things that bring us joy, with things that bring us when we're in ease and flow in our work? And you know, a lot of times in nonprofits, they don't want to take stuff out of house because they don't want to pay the money. And then you wind up doing stuff you never really wanted to do or aren't very good at. And like now you're super drained and now you don't really resent your job because it's not what you wanted because you're not spending time in the things that bring you joy. And I promise you, the more time you spend in your zone of genius, in grace and flow and ease, the more productive you will be and the more that time will feel abundant to you. It is the absolute truth. So what are we going to work on this week? What are we going to work on is telling yourself the story, right? Of that you, that there's plenty of time, bringing yourself back to present and, you know, right? Bringing yourself back to present and allowing yourself to cycle up and cycle down. Nothing that's meant for you will pass you by because you cycled up or cycled, or you cycled down a little bit, powered down. And the last thing is like, you know, what is that better story that you can tell yourself around what's happening? Because whatever you put out is, is what you get back. So being super, super conscious of the energy is if you're working with a team, if you're working with a group, if you're leading a team and you're putting out stress, you're going to get stress back. If you put out grace and ease, you're going to get grace and ease back. And when you release the demands on time to catch up, see how that shifts in your body and in your energy and see how that shifts with everyone around you. All right. You all are the best. I'm so glad you spent time with me today and this podcast. And let me know how this is going for you. I love to hear from people. You can, you can email me at marianne at marianders.com. All my contact info is in the show notes. Please share with me if this helped you reframe your experiences around time. And if you're interested in working with me and maybe joining my Up Level Your Influence course, I'm always open to having a conversation with you. You can reach out to me at marianne at marianders.com, or you can just go to connectwithmarianne.com and book a time with me. If you think you're being called to up-level who you are and how you work, and just to be able to raise more with less stress, like the people that I coach and train, they raise their standards and they get so much more done and with so much less stress, so much more grace and ease. And if that's you, then let me know and we can talk about it. And I'll see you next week on The Influential Nonprofit. Thanks for listening to The Influential Nonprofit with your host, Marianne Dersh. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends and colleagues about the podcast. Also, check out theinfluentialnonprofit.com for more resources on growing your influence so you can raise more and do more.